0: Have you ever stepped on the scale and it went up instead of down? I mean, actually, yes, of course, all of us have had that. But in those moments, you just feel so defeated and your brain begins to wonder, am I ever gonna lose weight? Am I destined to be at this weight, this size, or more, forever? And like you see this like long highway out in front of you of like, this, this is just never gonna work. And it feels like no matter what I do, It's just not working. Ugh, I hate that feeling. Today, we are talking about that feeling of defeat. When you feel like it's not working, of course, it's natural for your brain to do that, but it's not super helpful. So we're going to talk today about why our brains do that, how it doesn't help us, and instead, we're going to talk about all the ways that invisible progress is happening, and how to train your brain to be able to see that progress and give your efforts time to grow. So, are you ready to wrestle back some control over your brain space from the clutches of the scale? Who's with me? Yeah, let's get to it. Here we go. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back. I am so grateful that you are here today. Thank you so much for your time and attention. And I just really hope that this episode, you know, puts a smile on your face, makes you feel a little lighter and um, makes your day a little brighter because we all could use that sometimes. And speaking of, I think we could all definitely use that on days when we stepped on the scale first thing in the morning and it it did not say a number that we wanted to see. If anybody ever needs to pick me up after that moment, All of us could use it. So what what made me think of this topic was I was having a consultation call with a potential client the other day, and she was feeling frustrated because the scale had not moved for her in quite some time. And she said to me, I remember this, this so vividly, she said, I feel so defeated. What if I keep gaining weight? I mean, it feels like everything I do is not working. And she was worrying. She said, what if my weight continues to go up? I know, I know, I should believe in myself, but I just keep wondering if this is my life, you know, if I'm destined to always struggle and just keep gaining weight little by little each year. Yeah. And I was like, I get it. It makes sense. I mean, it's not your fault. You're not broken. We all have that kind of thought pattern going on in our brain. So why does this happen? As we know, you know, our brains are always trying to protect us from some potential pain. And what's so weird about our brains is that we end up feeling that pain in the present when we try and bar the door against some future pain by worrying about it now, which is so backwards that we do that. But it it, it seems somehow to like give us a sense of control. And our we always like to have some kind of control of like, what if X could happen? And somehow that makes us weirdly feel a little better by worrying about it now. And in addition, we've been taught all our lives to judge our progress, not to mention our worth, by the scale. The scale is what tells you if you're doing a good job or not, if it's working or not. So when the scale isn't moving on the timeline that I've got in my head, whether that timeline is realistic or not, I'm going to feel like it's not working. And one thing that we also know about our brains is that our brains are always looking for evidence to prove our beliefs true because nobody wants to think that they're crazy. And so the the brain is kind of like a, a confirba- whoop, that's a tough word. confirmation bias making machine. So if I have a belief, then my brain looks for evidence to find it true. So let's say I have a belief that I I'm always running late. Um, then my brain will look for times in my life when I showed up late to something and it will filter out, Times in my life when I showed up on time. Um, I here's a real one. I have a belief that sometimes I'm not great at um, planning birthday parties, and so it always brings up that five-year-old birthday party for my daughter when I it just I it was a rough time, and so I you know I didn't make a great plan. I didn't I didn't put together a great birthday thing, and it just completely fell flat. And then there was that other time that my son was like, oh, "Well, I want to go to this aqua park," but then he changed his mind like five days beforehand, and so we ended up not doing much. And I was like, "I just suck at birthday parties. I'm just, I'm just not good at it." Meanwhile, my brain filters out all of the evidence of the time we went to the bouncy house or the time that we planned a great, you know, superhero party or the other things. Like all my brain remembers is those two birthdays when I completely dropped the ball. So our brains are great at finding evidence for our beliefs. So if you are beginning to believe this isn't working, then that is the evidence that your brain will find. Your brain will begin to worry that your efforts won't work and it's going to find all of the examples and reasons of how it's not working. And that's one of the things that makes weight loss so hard. We are taught in our society to look for results. We are a very results oriented world. like It's about achieving the goal. It's about making the promotion. It's about getting the job. It's about losing the weight. It's, a, it's about the finish line. But the real victory of weight loss is found in the process. It is in the planting of the seeds of new habits and watering and nurturing those new habits little by little each day. Society glorifies the harvest but it ignores the tiny things each day that add up to those results. Now, there are some you know, gurus, et etc. out there that will talk about falling in love with the process. And that is a little better. But when it comes to weight loss, the process that so many of us have experienced from various diets in the past has been miserable. Why? Oh, why would I want to fall in love with that? The process of starving myself, the process of restriction and, you know, having to eat stuff that doesn't taste good or having to make these really extravagant meals. Why would I want to fall in love with that process? And of course, I'd want the process to be over as fast as possible so I could just get to the result. I don't want to fall in love with the process. I just want to get to the end. And the problem is if that you can't love the process of getting to your goal weight you won't enjoy the process of staying at your goal weight. Let me say that again. If you can't love the process of getting to your goal weight, you won't enjoy the process of staying at your goal weight, which means in order to find a way to lose weight and love your body too and have sustainable weight loss, you've got to get there in a way that feels doable for you. None, no restriction, none of this you know, old diet mentality stuff. I mean, this is why it's so common that many of us gain our weight back because it's really hard to make ourselves keep doing something that we hate for the rest of our lives. So but this leaves us with a conundrum, which I always thought was a really interesting word conundrum. Anyway, um, it, it leaves us with a conundrum to that making changes in order to make them sustainable, they have to be so small that I can keep doing them five years from now, 10 years from now but that doesn't feel good enough like if the changes are too small to make any difference I'm going to get impatient for the result and I'm either going to give up or I'm going to turn to one of those old diets that promises results quickly but I can't keep doing it a year from now five years from now and so on you know this actually reminds me of when I was writing my book so um the quicks quick backstory. I had the idea to write my book back in 2013. And I quickly decided that nobody would ever want to listen to me. And um, it's a terrifying process anyway. So I put the idea on the shelf for seven years. And then in around 2021, um, long story short, God was kind of tapping me on the shoulder saying, remember that book idea? Yeah, I wasn't kidding. It's time. And I just wrestled with it. And I was like, I'm not a writer. I don't want to, it's just, it's hard. And it's scary. And who would want to listen to me? And finally, I was like, fine okay, I'll write the book. And I was like, okay, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up at four o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to have like an hour before I, you know, it's time for me to, you know, start working out or whatever. And I'm just me and my book, we're going to spend some quality time together every day at 4am. And, you know, you're probably listening being like, what? What? Who who thinks that's a good idea? Yeah, you're right. Um, That lasted a day. And then, uh, you know, I just I, I went through a process of kind of struggling with what's how am I going to get this book out? And there was even a point where I was so terrified to write my story and feel vulnerable. And I actually, when I'd had, you know, purposefully kind of had an extra glass of wine just to write whatever came to mind. And so I could get it down on a piece of paper without without a filter. And I was like, I'll edit it later. And I knew that, as you might imagine, I knew that process was not going to be sustainable. Because number one, I was going to run out of wine pretty fast. But also, that didn't feel like the greatest habit from the perspective of a weight loss coach, nor was it something I actually wanted to do. So I had to come up with something else with a different process. And so what I did was I made myself a goal that I would write for 15 minutes every day. So it was before I got uh, ready to go to work in the morning at nine o'clock, from 8.45 to nine, I would write for 15 minutes. And if I wrote one sentence, that was good enough. And definitely some days it felt like, you know, I had that voice in my head that was like, this is never gonna amount to anything. Most of the words I'm writing down are just crap anyway, and I'll end up deleting them. But I had to find a way to believe that I was making progress even when I couldn't see it. And so how does this relate to weight loss? One of my favorite analogies is the idea that our, our health and nutrition, and our weight is a lot like tending a garden. You know, we tend to want to get to the finish line, like almost as if we're running a race. I want to work really hard and push, push, push to get to my goal weight. And I run the race. And when I, I get there, I'm like, whoo. I won, I did it. Yay, I got to my goal weight. But of course, when that happens, that that kind of sends this subtle message to your brain of like, well, once we got to our goal weight, then we can relax, then we can go back to our old habits, or, you know, a diet by its very nature is temporary. And so we're sort of sending the subtle signal to our brains of like, I'll change my habits for a little while until I reach my goal weight. And then I can relax a little, then I can kind of cruise or coast on maintenance. And that doesn't work. That's what leads to yo-yo dieting and going up and down the scale. And so the analogy I really like to use is uh, of like, tending your your body and your your weight and nutrition is a lot like being a gardener. And a gardener really is never done. Like it's, it's, a, it's a process. It's a nurturing. You tend the soil. You pull the weeds. When weeds come up, That's really normal. It's like, you know, when I struggle with emotional eating, that's really normal. There's nothing wrong with me that I have those feelings. There's nothing wrong with the gardener. When the weeds come up, you just see them, you pull them, and you address them. Um, And so tending your garden is a practice. It's a discipline. It's like, you know, practicing yoga or practicing medicine. And that's what healthy weight loss can be like. But I realized that this analogy actually applies in a different context as well. It applies to the idea of progress. So when you plant a seed in your garden, you know, in a a real garden, not our metaphorical one, you know, to expect that something is happening, even if you can't see it, you know, kind of instinctually, that if you went in and dug up the dirt uh, of the seed and just to check and see if something's happening, that you might actually see that something's happening, like you might see the sprout coming out of the seed, but you know, it's not coming up out of the soil yet. But by doing so, by checking and digging up the seed and be like, is it working yet? You end up actually killing the progress that's been made. You you destroy the seed's chance of continuing to grow. It would not be able to keep growing the same way. And it's similarly like, you know, in a pregnancy, just as babies take time to grow, our adult efforts take time to grow as well. You can plant a seed this morning but you're not going to get a harvest this afternoon. It isn't about just being patient. It's about knowing that something is happening even before you can see results. The seed you planted is beginning to change, even though you can't see anything above the surface. Again, it's like when you plant a seed, you water it, you nurture it, you know that it's growing even when you can't see evidence of the sprout above the soil. When a baby, when you're pregnant, you know, when a baby is growing, you know, something's happening, even though you can't necessarily see it yet. Before you see shoots, there are roots. You know, if you took an MRI image of your brain, you could watch the neural patterns and connections of the brain changing and growing as you're trying to change your habits. But growth takes time. Just as changing neural wiring takes time, new ways of thinking and feeling and behaving take time, just like the seed that is planted takes time before the shoot comes up above the soil. If you go to the gym once, you don't have a new habit, but you've just planted the synaptic seeds for a new pattern in your brain. It'll take time and effort for those roots to grow and longer still for those shoots to show, but progress is happening. Think of the roots as changing in your subconscious mind. Those roots are the things that's happening in your brain, even when you can't necessarily yet see the evidence of that in your behavior or on the scale. They happen beneath the level of your awareness. You got to have faith that the roots are growing beneath the surface and there is a harvest coming. Actually, there's a great quote by Robert Louis Stevenson that says, Judge each day, not by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you plant. I thought that was really good. Now, another analogy for this is like the pinata. So, um, you know, imagine, you know, you're, it's a kid's birthday party and there's a pinata you need, and you know there's candy inside of it. And so the birthday boy or girl you know, gets spun around, they put a blindfold on them and they say, go for it, kid. And they're swinging and swinging and like, whap, they, they connect with the pinata. And the kid, you know, pulls off their blindfold. They're like, is there any candy yet? I'm like, oh, no, no candy yet. And before too long, they might get discouraged and they, they go off and hang out off on the swing set. And so it's the next kid up in line and they, they get up there, you know, spin them around, put that blindfold on and swing, swing, whack. They connect with the pinata, but no candy comes out. And same thing. They're like, well, this is not working. And kid after kid takes a swing at the pinata with no visible progress. The pinata looks the same, mostly. I'm like, why, why isn't this working? And then the, the birthday boy's little sister comes along and with one swing, all the candy comes out. Yay! Did she break open the pinata? Or did all of the kids break open the pinata? Our efforts are like that. Each swing is a moment of progress. It is a vital part of the process. It's not just cute. It had to happen in order to eventually get the harvest in order to eventually break open the pinata. All of those swings that didn't look like they were doing anything needed to happen in order to eventually get the pinata broken. And so even when we can't see visible, tangible results, each swing is crucial to the whole effort. And so in weight loss, know that your efforts are making invisible progress that is tangible and meaningful, just not yet in the ways that are seen. It is so normal to wonder sometimes, is this working? Which reminds me of like the Lego movie in Unikitty when she's like, blah, 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 business, business, business. And then she goes, is this working? Yes it is working. It is normal to worry. Will I ever lose weight? It's normal to have those thoughts. It's just your brain trying to protect you, trying to protect you against the pain of some possible future failure. The problem is that that protection mechanism is bringing the worry and the fear of that feeling into your present. So you're actually experiencing the feeling you're trying to avoid. Our brains are just crazy towns sometimes. So when those thoughts come up, because they will expect it, don't freak out. It's okay. Just be like, oh, yeah, hey, there's that fear thought again. I was expecting you. It's my default setting. As we know, default setting, we have a negativity bias because the cave gal who was looking for like, what's going wrong today was the one that survived to pass along her genes. So when those thoughts come up, we know it's nothing's gone wrong. It's just our default setting. You can expect it. And then you can purposefully, proactively tune your brain's dial to the pinata, to the seed that is growing its roots before you can see the shoots. Know that progress is happening, even if you can't see it. You know that it is because of all the things you've been doing for yourself. And don't be thinking that what you've done so far isn't enough. That is the surefire way to self-sabotage and shoot yourself in the foot. The minute you blow off your efforts as if they're not enough is the minute you poop all over your future motivation. Being hard on yourself literally makes us less motivated. The Studies have been done about that. When you're hard on yourself, when you beat yourself up, it decreases your future motivation. So turn those critical binoculars up, upside down and look for ways that you are making progress. Look for the tiniest little wins and make them a big deal. You've got to look for it because your brain will not find it all by itself. That's the default negativity bias. You've got to proactively look for ways when you that you are making progress that you are prepared for those inevitable moments when your brain is like, this isn't working. So speaking of circling back to when I was writing my book, how did I manage to believe in my invisible progress that I was making each day? So number one, there was two things. Number one, I made the goal completely within my control. It was showing up. I was not, I did not make the goal good writing. I did not make the goal a certain number of words. It was, I want to show up. For 15 minutes, I will sit in front of the computer and write words. That was the win. I did not give myself a grade for good writing or crappy writing. The win was to show up. And then the second thing I did was I kept track. I literally had a sticker chart where I put a little star on the chart of the days that I showed up to write. And inevitably, I had plenty of days where I was like, this isn't working, this will never amount to anything. But when that happened, I could look back at all the days I showed up, I could look at it all my little stickers. And I could be like, well, not every day was great writing. And a lot of it would indeed end up getting trashed. But not great writing gave me a starting place to give birth to better writing. And that built momentum and giving myself the, the willingness, the opportunity to suck at it first, the opportunity to have the tiniest little win be enough was what allowed me to take the next step to get slightly bigger wins. And it is the exact same with your efforts. Maybe your win is ordering small fries at the drive-thru instead of the supersize. Count that as progress. Maybe your win is not in what you ate, but in showing yourself some compassion after an overeat and examining what happened so you can learn from it with compassion. Count that as progress. Maybe your win is making a plan and following it 30% of the time. Just like my crappy writing, little efforts can give birth to slightly bigger efforts. You're never going to get to making a plan and following it 70% of the time. If you don't allow yourself to follow it 30% of the time first. Your efforts are making a difference. But they can't do that if you're constantly digging up the soil and checking to see if anything is happening. Know that invisible progress is happening all the time. And give your brain the challenge to go and find evidence for that. You are completely worthy exactly as you are. You don't need to earn anything. Know that progress is happening all the time. So. Here is our tiny confident body action step that I want you to put into practice this week. I want you to change the metric of success. We've we've talked about this a little bit in the past. Don't look at the scale as your measure of success or failure, or even as your measure of progress. If you choose to use the scale, which is completely optional, the scale is data. It is a tool that measures numbers, just like in a science experiment, like a ruler measures numbers. Um, other things measure numbers, calculators, things like that. It is a tool that measures a number. It collects data. So don't use the scale as your measure of progress. Instead, I want you to redefine what progress looks like for you. Give yourself the gift of measuring progress with something that is completely within your control. The scale and whatever it says is not always completely within your control. And it's not always the most accurate measure of what you ate yesterday you could have some swelling, you could be that time of the month, there's all kinds of things that can influence the scale that don't necessarily directly correlate to your progress. So we're going to skip on that. And instead, you're going to give yourself the gift of measuring progress with something that's completely within your control. For example, maybe progress is how many days this week you walked for five minutes. Maybe progress is planning one meal this week, this day, planning a snack. Maybe progress is journaling one sentence about appreciating your body each day. Maybe progress is putting snacks in a container instead of eating it straight out of the bag. Make your win small enough that you, it's so easy, that you, you definitely can see yourself still doing this five years from now. And allow that small thing to be enough Allow yourself to let small things be the win. And then track it to prove to yourself in those inevitable moments when your brain wants to think this isn't working. You can go back and say, look, see, see, look at all the days I showed up this week. It wasn't perfect. It may not have been as much as I could have done. It may not have been an A plus, but I'm not giving myself a grade. My win was to show up. Something is working there is a whole section in my book about 1% changes and how those little things add up to big results. So if you have ever struggled and felt like this isn't working, then please check out my book. Just search You Are a Miracle on Amazon. Um, And by the way, I recently recorded it on Audible, which I am super excited about. So if if you're interested in listening to it on Audible, you can listen to my quirky stories and random side notes. And who wouldn't want that, right? (laughs) By the way, if there's anything in this episode that has helped you, I would really be so grateful and would love it if you would write a review on iTunes. For example, here's a review from JS1954, who says, very helpful and practical. Lizzie knows what you're feeling about your weight loss journey. She knows the struggles you're facing, and she knows what it takes to actually change because she's been there. This podcast is a great resource to have access to whenever you need it. JS1954, thank you so much for your review. I so appreciate it. And If you're thinking, maybe I should write a review, it could send out a little ripple of awesomeness into the universe. Not for me, though I absolutely love reading reviews, but for someone else who might need a little boost, someone who might be feeling like she's the problem, and someone who might be discounting all of her invisible progress, your review might help her decide to have a listen and help give her a little hope that maybe she can feel great in her skin. One tiny step at a time. And before we go, remember, love yourself. Because just like there is more than enough sunshine for one sunflower in the field sitting right next to another, there is more than enough abundance and worthiness available right here for you right now. But you gotta let it in, baby. And it all starts with loving you first. Mm. I so appreciate you so much sending you the biggest hugs Have a great week and I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing and I genuinely appreciate it and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach slash tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. I will see you next week. And until then, remember, you are a miracle.